What an exciting Sunday morning. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate that as you find your seats. As you, uh, as you know, we have a very different uh, morning than we normally do for our Sunday school hour. We've joined all of our Sunday school classes together, and uh, we wanted to celebrate the fact that we have a number of our missionaries here in town. Uh, often they're, they're here for the Shepherds Conference, and we can piggyback on that to have them up to visit with us and enjoy what... Uh, what we've done, what God has done through us here. And this morning, um, we're going to hear from two of them, the Sunday School Hour. We're going to hear from Fernando uh, Rodriguez from the uh, a church in Colorinas and out of Toluca. And he's just going to share his heart and, and what he's been doing there. And then we're going to have um, Greg Dennison from Spearfish, South Dakota. He's going to be in here in a minute. He's up in the junior high high school room and uh, sharing with them. So we thought it just a great chance for you to get to know them where their heart is, where their ministry at. It, uh, with Fernando, it might be more preaching to tell us what he's, uh, what he's up to in, in his ministry. He might find that as the best forum for it. But we're thankful to have your whole team here. We're going to be introducing them during the, Sunday, during the church hour as well. But if you could come up, Fernando, and then uh, Daniel, who's going to be his translator. We'd uh, just love to hear your heart, what, uh, what God has done for you and through you and, and with your church. Thank you for coming, brother. Great to have you. Okay. Gracias. Muy buenos días, hermanos. Good morning, everybody. Que el Señor los siga bendiciendo grandemente a todos y cada uno de ustedes. May the Lord continue to bless you uh, richly, each and every one of you. Para mí es un enorme privilegio poder estar en esta mañana compartiendo lo que Dios ha hecho en el lugar de Colorines. For me, it's a big privilege to be this morning right here before you, sharing what God has been doing in the area of Colorines in Mexico with you all. Como ya se pudieron dar cuenta, no soy muy bueno para hablar inglés, por eso le pedí a Daniel que me acompañara. As you can see, I'm not very good on English, so I asked Daniel to come with me. Um, hermanos, es un privilegio el poder cumplir la palabra de Dios. It's a privilege for me to be able to fulfill God's commission. Con el mandato que dice Mateo capítulo 28. With what he commanded us to do in Matthew 28. Versículo 19 y 20. On verse 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Con esto en mente, no es nada sencillo solamente ir y predicar el Evangelio. With this in mind, it's not an easy task to just go out there and preach the gospel. Necesita la gente ser discipulada. People needs to be discipled. Y esto no es nada sencillo en nuestros días porque generalmente las campañas evangelísticas están dirigidas a predicar el evangelio y no darle seguimiento a estas almas. And this is uh, a, a really challenging thing to do in our, in, our, in our days today because most of the evangelistic campaigns are targeted to go out there, preach the gospel, and it's really hard to follow up on the people who, that, that we share with. Entonces lo que estamos haciendo en Colorines no solamente es ir y predicar, también estamos discipulando a dichas almas las cuales tienen hambre de la Escritura y del Señor. So what we're doing in Colorines Mission, it's not only going out there and preaching, but we also want to make disciples of people who listen to the gospel and they're very eager to continue learning. 
Llevamos yendo a Colorines tres años aproximadamente. En estos tres años ha habido una fluctuación de gente grande. We have been preaching in Colorines area for three years so far, and throughout all this time we have had a lot of fluctuation of a lot of changing the people who's coming and attending. Empezamos a ir a Colorines porque teníamos un reparto de despensas por medio del CHF, Children's Hunger Fund. We started our, the mission in Colorines when, when Children's Hunger Fund, which is an organization here in the U.S. who provides food packages, uh, gave us a set, uh, a batch of, of uh, food packs to, to go uh, out there and use for evangelism purposes. Cuando empezamos con esta repartición de despensas, el programa de CHF dice que tenemos que llevar una despensa e interesarnos por las personas para orar por ellas. When we joined the program of Child, a Children Hunger Fund, we have to be trained on how to deliver these food packages and to accompany them with an eight-week teaching to the people who were going to be receiving the food. Durante este tiempo se reparten despensas durante ocho semanas y se les viene predicando el Evangelio a estas personas durante estas ocho semanas. During this eight week, along with the food pack that we give to them, we also preach the gospel and we share them and we follow up on the teaching that we give, give to them. Llegamos a tener aproximadamente 40 familias. Por eso decidimos abrir una misión. This program uh, gave the fruit of up to 40 families uh, that were attending to this program, and that's when we decided to start the church in Colorines area. Al paso del tiempo, estas 40 y algo de familias se han reducido a cuatro. With the time, all these 40 families just uh, shrink to, to just four families. Esto no quiere decir que nosotros nos debemos de desanimar. Más al contrario, tenemos que estar trabajando con mucho más tenacidad y con mucho más puje para avanzar el reino de Dios. Uh, trying to reach a lot of people who are going to continue uh, hearing the gospel. Ahora, con estas cuatro familias que han venido incrementándose, estamos haciendo lo que dice el versículo 20 del capítulo 28 de Mateo. With these four families that we are working currently with, we're doing what the chapter 20 here says. ¿Qué dice el texto? Enseñándoles que guarden las cosas que os he mandado. What does the, what does the text says? We are teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Y el apóstol Pablo dice que debemos de crecer en la gracia y el conocimiento de nuestro Señor y Salvador Jesucristo. And the apostle Paul says that we have to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Esto es lo que le estamos enseñando a estas personas que hoy tenemos. En un ratito más les vamos a enseñar una presentación de quiénes son estas personas y se las vamos a presentar. And this is what we're teaching to the people that we are ministering right now. We have uh, prepared a presentation that you're going to be watching in a few minutes. We have a few pictures of these, picture, of these people that we are sharing. Pero quiero decirles algo más. No solamente estoy trabajando yo en la misión de Colorines como el pastor 
o como el misionero de esta iglesia también. But I want to tell you something else. It's not only me as a pastor, the only one with a single man effort that is working out there. Sino que somos un grupo de personas, pero hay un grupito de personas muy, muy especial que trabaja para la misión de Colorines. Y esta es el grupo de jóvenes de la iglesia en la que presidimos. There's a staff working from the Toluca Church in the Colorines Church, and I'm going to show you the, their pictures, but there's a very, very special group who has been targeting especially to the Colorines Uh, region and mission and that's the youth group in our church. Estos jóvenes son jóvenes entregados al Señor que aman, temen y obedecen al Señor. These are young people who love, fear and obey the Lord. El año pasado, en abril, el sábado de gloria, last year in April on Easter time, Hicimos una campaña evangelística en el mero centro de Colorines. Eso fue muy interesante, hermanos. We made an evangelistic uh, outreach downtown in the Colorines uh, town. Y les digo por qué es muy interesante. And it was very interesting, I'm going to tell you right now. Ese día, sábado de gloria, en, la, en, en México, en, en, eh, se, se, se lleva una celebración muy especial. Dicen que se abre la gloria del, del cielo para que todos entren. On Easter uh, time in Mexico, in, in, the, in particular Saturday, they have this tradition that the people say that the glory, they call it the Saturday of glory, because they uh, say that the glory of God opens on that particular Saturday. Y en las iglesias católicas se hacen misas, sus cultos se llevan a cabo y acude muchísima gente. And Catholic Church makes this like a big event. They have all these services going on in their churches, and their churches are crowded of people. Y lo interesante está en esto. Nosotros, con el grupo de jóvenes, fuimos al centro de Colorines. Les explico. De este lado está la catedral en Colorines, y de este lado está el Palacio Municipal. And we, in our church, we attend to the downtown area, that I'm going to I'm going to try to sketch you how it is from one side of the of the downtown area there's the the cathedral the catholic cathedral and on the other side it's the government palace A nosotros para presentar los sketch que habían preparado los jóvenes nos prestaron la fachada del palacio municipal We went with the authorities in the town to request permission and they they gave us permission to perform our um, preaching on the government area which is right in front of the church. Cada que terminaban los jóvenes una presentación de sketch, pasaba yo u otro de los ancianos de la iglesia, Jesús Cano, que no viene. So we had... Uh, Mimes and sketches uh, trying to attract people to, so that we can share the gospel. And every time we finish one sketch, one of the elders of the church or myself were preaching out there to people. And every time we finished one, of, one, one sketch, one of us was uh, okay. sharing. Entonces era muy curioso porque nosotros predicábamos el evangelio y los otros tenían su misa. Entonces había ahí un choque interesante de, de, de predicación de la palabra de Dios. La gente escuchó, hermanos. Nosotros estábamos con un altavoz y todos escucharon el Evangelio. So it was very inter interesting for us to experience both 
preaching going on at the same time. We were sharing the gospel right in front of the church on the same time that they were having their services, and people were able to to listen. I can I can tell you that people were able to listen the message of of hope and the message of the word in that day. La iglesia católica estaba llena y cuando nosotros predicábamos muchos de los que estaban acá se pasaron para con nosotros. The church was full out there, the Catholic Church, and when the, the, their service was over, a lot of people came to see what we were doing on the other side. Predicar el Evangelio al aire libre es muy interesante, muy importante. To preach the gospel outdoors, it's very interesting and it's very important. La gente está acostumbrada a escuchar lo que quiere. The people is very accustomed to listen what they, to hear what they want to hear. Pero cuando le predicas a la gente que es pecadora y que si no se arrepiente se va al infierno, eso no les gusta. But when you preach the gospel that they are sinner and that they're going to hell, that is something that they don't like. Por eso no es fácil. That's why it isn't easy. Okay. Pero no podemos callarnos, ese es el mensaje, hermano, que sean salvados de la, del infierno. But we cannot stand silent. We need to preach them so that they can be saved from hell. Allá en Colorines también eh, hay mucha eh, gente que practica la cartomancia. Se, se leen las cartas de, de la suerte. In the Colorines area, there's people who practice reading the cards. I don't know how you guys call that. Tarot? All right, thank you. Y nosotros, nosotros, yo les digo a los que vienen a visitarnos que nosotros también practicamos la cartomancia. Nada más que nosotros les leemos las cartas paulinas. And people come to me and we, I say, hey, we, we also read cards, but we read the letters. Not the cards, we read the letters from the gospel. See? Eso es lo que quieren escuchar, hermano. That's what you want to hear, brother. Nada más que yo también les leo el futuro. I also read the future for them. Si no se arrepienten, van al infierno. If they don't get repent, they're going to hell. Entonces, como te puedes dar cuenta, no es sencillo predicar el Evangelio en una comunidad inculta. And it's also, I want to point also that it's not simple to teach the gospel in a, in a community that it's not uh, prepared, that it's very analphabetical. Son personas que no saben leer. It's people who don't know how to read. No saben escribir, por supuesto. Of course, they don't know how to write either. Explícales a ellos la Biblia de una forma que lo entiendan. So it's very hard to explain them the Bible in a way they can understand it. Can I have some? Sí. Somos hermanos. We're brothers. I know you also get nervous. <laughs> Entonces te das cuenta, hermano, contra lo que nos, nos enfrentamos. Por eso la gente no quiere venir. So, can you see what we're facing? So that's why people don't want to come to the church. Durante todo el 2014, during 2014, empecé a enseñar la primera carta de Juan. I started teaching the fir first uh, uh, letter of John. Con la intención de que fuesen discipulados. With the intention that the people were discipled in, in, in the area. Gracias a esto, el Señor es bueno. Ha venido añadiendo otras familias 
que no fueron captadas en la campaña evangelística. God is good and thank to this teaching, uh, the Lord has reached other families. Thank, thank you. you. Other families who, who weren't uh, who, who weren't first uh, uh, founders in the church, that weren't uh, um, invited to the church to the food package program. Ha sido entonces muy interesante porque hay otro fenómeno en Colorines el cual enfrentamos, hermanos. It's been very interesting because there's another uh, problem that we're facing in Colorines. Por esta incultura, las jovencitas se embarazan a muy temprana edad. For this lack of education, the young girls get pregnant really, really soon in their age. Se embarazan a los 12, 13 años. They get pregnant at 12, 13 years. Lo peor del caso es que quien las embaraza se va. And the guy who's responsible leaves. Es entonces muy complicado poder decirles que hay un Dios que las ama, ¿te das cuenta? So it's very hard for us to tell them that there's a God that loves them. Estoy tratando de darles una fotografía a detalle de Colorines. I'm trying to picture out the the the, way, the landscape at Colorines for you. Con la intención, hermano, de que no desmayes en el apoyo que estás brindando hacia esta misión. With the intention, brother, that you don't stop uh, supporting this mission. Fácil no es. It's not easy. El miércoles pasado, que es cuando doy el discipulado a las 10 de la mañana. On Wednesday at 10 a.m. I give a discipleship in, in Colorines every morning, every Wednesday. Le decía yo a los hermanos que el problema no es que nos enfrentemos con el narcotráfico, con la delincuencia, con el crimen organizado. And I was telling the brothers last week that the problem is not that we are facing delinquency or, or drug dealers or, or all these type of problems. El verdadero problema es enfrentarnos contra la idiosincrasia de las personas. The real problem is to face the the same people their self uh, their their self uh, pride realmente quienes pueden venir a decirnos que quienes pueden promover que nos corran del pueblo es el mismo pueblo really i think that the most danger that we are facing in colorines is that the same town uh, the people who live in the village they they get together and they um want us to be out of the of the of the town that's our our danger our most important danger the the same people who don't want us there not necessarily the delinquency or the drug dealers y hay un punto importante todavía a tratar de donde nosotros estamos colorines está a hora y media dos horas de tiempo and there's another important challenge that we face there's it is a two our trip from our local church in Toluca to Colorines. Es bastante tiempo porque nada más de ida y vuelta se invierten de tres a cuatro horas. And that's a lot, a lot of time because just to go go and come back, it's a four-hour time that you have to put in in the calendar. Para ir a dar una clase de una hora. Just to to go out there and teach just for one hour. Pero sabes cuál es lo más hermoso? que la gente llega puntual a recibir su clase. But there's something really beautiful about this is that people gets there on time. The ones who are committed, they get there on time for their discipleship. Ahorita como les comenté hace un ratito, estoy enseñando Primera de Juan. As I was sharing you earlier, I am teaching first uh, book of John. 
Y el, la, este, este miércoles nos encontramos con que Juan nos da las características de los falsos maestros. And this past Wednesday we found out that John uh, lays out the characteristics of the false teachers. Y no hay necesidad de que yo les diga este es un falso, este es un falso, este es un falso. Ellos lo reconocen. And there is no need that I point them out which ones are false teachers. They recognize them themselves. Hermano, necesitamos que oren por nosotros. Brother, we need your prayer. No solamente por los de Colorines, sino por los misioneros de todo el mundo. Not only for the missionaries at Colorines, but for all the missionaries in the world. Y te digo por qué. I'm going to tell you why. Porque no solamente nos enfrentamos con la delincuencia y todo lo que ya les platiqué. Because we're not only facing delinquency and all that I just shared with you. Sino porque la mayor lucha que tenemos es espiritual. But because the, the highest fight that we have is against the spirits. El apóstol Pablo en la carta que escriba a los Efesios en el capítulo 6 en el verso 10 y mi memoria no me traiciona, dice que tenemos lucha contra no tenemos lucha contra carne y sangre, sino es una lucha meramente espiritual. The apostle Paul says that we don't fight just against blood and flesh, but it's a spiritual fight that we have. Y te explico algo, hermano. I'm going to explain you something, brother. Los que presidimos la iglesia hoy the ones who are leading the church today, Jesús Cano y su esposa, uh, Jesus Cano and his wife, Fernando Suárez y su esposa, Fernando Suárez right here with us and his wife, yo, su servidor y, y mi esposa, myself and my wife. Y quiero que sepas, hermano, que cada uno de nosotros estamos siendo afligidos en salud unos directamente en nuestra propia persona pero de los tres la prueba más difícil que estamos superando es que nuestras esposas es, tienen padecimientos complicados and the three of us have been also being uh, attacked we understand by Satan because all of us are, uh, have health problems we're facing problems with ourselves but most, most, uh, it's more uh, hard for us to face that our spouses are sick as well. La esposa de Jesús Cano hace un mes tuvo un infarto cerebral. Uh, Jesús Cano's wife, we we'll ask your prayers for her, she had a, um, um, a problem in her brain last week, last month. Fernando Suárez, su esposa, acaba de salir de un cáncer. Fernando's post right here uh, just um, went through a cancer episode. Mi esposa tiene diabetes y estaba perdiendo la vista. And my wife uh, has diabetes and she's losing her sight. Necesitan orar por nosotros. You need to pray for us, brothers. Thank you, hermanos. Thank you. Let me pray for them right now. One second. I'll pray for you right now, and then we're going to bring up the Denisons in just a second. Thank you for your faithfulness in Colorinas. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for bringing these brothers uh, to us today to spend some time with us, to get to know them, to know how we can pray for them. And I especially pray for their, their wives, each of them. God, uh, we know that Satan does not like what's going on down there, and we pray that you would remove this burden of... Uh, 
of sickness from each one of their wives and, and heal them. You are the great healer. You can do that if you so choose, and that is our prayer. Yet, if you choose not to, Lord, we, uh, we pray that they would have the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength and the love to carry through it, to help their wives, to love them, to continue to love these people down there in a way that, uh, that we just can't explain. Thank you for their heart. Uh, thank you for the ability to, uh, to know your word and to preach it well, to, uh, to espouse from your word the truths of our Lord and Savior. We thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen. Gracias. With that, uh, Greg, a minute, let's have you come up here. We'll still give you a good 20 minutes. We'll go a little bit over time. But I uh, want to have you uh, come up there from Spearfish. South Dakota, and I got to know them last night, spent some time with them. What a joy. You guys are going to just lockstep with them. You're going to really enjoy them. Come on up, guys. Well, I must say, it's just a complete and total privilege to be here. Um, I first just want to thank you so much for your faithfulness as a church to support missionaries. I must say that I personally have never considered myself a missionary, though we are when we think about what we're doing. Um, I just want to kind of give you a little bit of background, kind of tell you where we've come and where we're going, and then ask you to pray for some of our uh, current challenges that we're facing in Spearfish. Spearfish, what a name. You can't forget that. I don't know too many people who live in a town that has a spear running through a fish. But uh, that's where we are. We're in Spearfish, South Dakota, and we are just really thankful for all of your willingness to support us as missionaries in America. Um, we're just thrilled. We, we feel like there's times we pinch ourselves and go, are they really supporting us? Did they really uh, support us in this way? And then the Christmas in October box that was sent to us was just, I was just telling the youth a few minutes ago, was just the timing was impeccable. It was perfect, and it just lifted our spirits. We were just so thankful for that. Just to let you little, know a little bit about myself, I was saved in 1995 in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. I was on a trip um, climbing rocks, and I had a good friend of mine who had started going back to church who shared the gospel of John with me on tape. And I heard the words of Christ in his high priestly prayer back four-wheel driving back in the Rocky Mountains. I stopped my truck and gave my life to Jesus Christ that day. And then the journey began. I felt a deep burden to go to ministry. Uh, I felt the call to ministry, and I locked into John MacArthur's ministry and his preaching um, through the radio ministry and just was just overwhelmed with, wow, that's just fantastic to be taught the Word of God like that and to grow spiritually um, was just amazing. So I applied to the Master Seminary. was uh, thankfully with much begging and pleading they let me in. And that's no joke. Um, you can talk to Irv Boosnitz about that. He'll tell you I was begging to get into the seminary. And they let me in. And during our seminary time, we had two girls, Lily and Laura. Lily's 14, Laura's 11. And then we returned after graduation in 2004 to go back to Colorado, where I'm from, to do a church plant. I was sharing with Grant last night. That was the whole reason I went to seminary. I had a passion to be trained to start churches. I wanted to church plant, and we were in a very small community in Colorado 
where we were starving, literally. There was, the Word of God was not being preached, and we were just really struggling. And what got us through that time was the tape ministry through John MacArthur's ministry. We would send off for as many tapes as we could, and we, would, we were fed that way. And just had a passion to bring the Word of God to a rural community like where I grew up. So it was in, graduated in 2004, we went to Colorado, we attempted to plant a church in Colorado. It was a very difficult um, time, we tried to plant it alone, um, which was not wise, but the reason we went alone was because at the time, my home church, which is Grace Community Church, um, which was really the only church that I'd ever known, um, was not planting churches at the time. I believed in church planting, I believe that it is one of the greatest ways to fulfill the Great Commission, and that is to bring the gospel through planting churches. And so we didn't have a sending church, we didn't have church support, and even knew it was likely we would not be successful, but we gave it a shot anyway and tried to attempt to plant a church in Canyon City, Colorado, and it was a very difficult endeavor. We folded the church in 2009, and... I got a call from one of the elders at Grace Church and said, Hey, look, Greg, there's this ministry that we're starting here at Grace Church called Grace Advance. And I know your heart is to plant churches. This is just tailor-made for you. And I said, Really? How fantastic is this? Grace Church is supporting church plants in America and around the world. I was so thrilled to get in on that. And it was a privilege for me to be a part of the first graduating class through Grace Advance when they first started it. Um, graduated in 2010 through Grace Advance and um, was sent out through Grace Church. I was ordained um, through Grace Church and sent to Spearfish, um, South Dakota. And in uh, Janu- June of 2000, excuse me, in August of 2011, we found ourselves in Spearfish, South Dakota, and we started with six families. I was just amazed by these families and all of even the investment that Grace Church, just so you know, uh, Grace Community Church invested a lot even to get us to Spearfish. They went out, sent some elders from Grace Church, kind of vetted the group of, of people there and saw if this was a viable church plant for, for them to send a guy like myself there. And we we went out there and um, started the church in August of 2011 with six families, and we were just so amazed by those six families because just those six families alone supported me for the first year full-time. They, they sacrificially gave to put me through ordination and to help me get the church started. And it was a very busy year, and those families sacrificially gave to make that possible. They... At the end of that first year, of course, we knew that because our numbers were small, I would need to get a job, and so I pursued employment. I am a teacher by trade, uh, teaching uh, mathematics, um, and I've taught English as a second language, and God graciously gave me a job there at a Christian school where I teach um, the Bible and mathematics, the best combination of all things to teach. <laughs> Bible and mathematics, it's <laughs> something else. Um, so <laughs> so from that time, we, we started out in a, in a home. We just met there for a while, and then we had a member of our church um, who had actually, um, by the providence of God, he had a commercial building that he had converted into a church, and there was a Calvary church that was meeting there that had just 
collapsed. And so we were able to use that facility for, for a while. And then after that, um, he needed to sell the facility for financial reasons. And so from there, we moved to an elementary school. We were at the elementary school for about a year. And that was, um, that was a time of, of testing of just the, and I'm sure many of you are aware of that. I, I know this church started meeting in a school, and we were, um, we were busy about hauling things in, starting every Sunday, getting everything going in a school building, and, and we did that for about a year, and then we kind of outgrew some of that. We were having our nursery in the hallway and our Sunday school in the gymnasium, and uh, thankfully we grew to a point where we were able to look at potentially moving. We moved to a Seventh-day Adventist church building facility. We were there for six months, and we've just recently moved to a different facility, and we meet in the evenings at 4, four o'clock. Um, we have about 35 to 50 people in our church on on a regular Sunday that, that attend. Um, we have... Uh, been just awestruck by how God has drawn people from um, long distances. Um, we have one lady that came to our church from the, the town of Lusk in Wyoming. It's a two and a half hour drive one way, and she would make that drive every Sunday. Um, she's kind of, her attendance has went down a little bit just because when the snow is picking up, I've, I pray to God that she's protected on the highway. She's had some close calls with deer and stuff, but her willingness to drive two and a half hours to be in a church that preaches the word of God. We have other families that drive an hour from Rapid City. Rapid City's a, uh, our nearest um, town that's about 80,000 population. Spearfish is about 11,000 population. We're a pretty small community. Um, we draw a family from Montana. Um, we draw families from all over that region with the longest distance, about two and a half hours. So um, we've just been really encouraged to have people willing to drive that far to come to our church, um, which, by the way, gives you a, an understanding of the need, the need for biblical, sound, Bible-preaching churches in our part of America. In fact, I was looking at a map um, for the master's graduates. There's not a single master's graduate in North Dakota. So maybe Grace Bible Church of Bakersfield can send one there. Uh, there's, a, there's a huge need in North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. I just received a call um, this week from a gentleman asking for a sound church in Gillette, Wyoming. There's really nothing in Wyoming if, unless you go to Jackson Hole and then down south in Wyoming around Cheyenne and Laramie. Other than that, it's a pretty barren land. And there are people that I know driving from Douglas, Wyoming, three hours to get to a church in Fort Collins, a brother of mine who's pastoring that church, Ron Frasco. Um, so there is a need for sound biblical churches in our area in in the region that we live and it is my desire lord willing that we can grow to a point that we can send out men and we can start churches in some of those surrounding communities where people are are driving long distances to come to our church um, it is a great desire of mine just to kind of give you a little rundown of of what some of the recent events in our church i've been at the church for about three and a half years um, we've been very blessed with leadership. When I went through Grace Advance, I approached Lance Quinn and the leaders of the Grace Advance ministry, and I said, look, 
I've already went out. I've done a church plant by myself. It is not the wisest approach. It is a very difficult approach. And I said, look, if, if it's possible, I would love to, I would love to have a, an elder go along with me on this journey of planting this church from Grace Church. And if it would be possible, I'd like to have him be an off-site elder as we start this ministry. And so in that process, Grace Advance agreed to that and they, they loaned us two elders from Grace Community Church, Dave Amandis and Tom Lehman. And we, we meet now monthly with them via Skype, um, via live stream. When we first started our church, it was about, uh, we would meet once a week and it was quite heavy meetings. But I will tell you, we are where we are because of leadership. That, that's the bottom line. Um, the key to the church is leadership. And just as a footnote to that, uh, just want to encourage all of you to be thankful for the leadership that you have here in this church. Very precious to have godly men who love God's word and love God's people and want to shepherd the flock. That is the that is such a foundation to building the church. And Tom and Dave have been essential to our getting this church off the ground. And they've been an encouragement to our men as we've been steering the ship with our, our leadership team. Um, so... They've been working with us, and it's been about three and a half years. I thought we'd kind of come to some, have some local elders earlier than that, but God and His timing and His, His grace, you can't, you can't necessarily just show up and have those elders. If you do, that's great, but sometimes they need to be trained and equipped. And we spent about a year and a half training and equipping men for the ministry and the leadership. And in God's grace, we had just recently in 2013, we had a gentleman, a TMS graduate, um, Kurt Spencer um, moved to Spearfish to take part in our church, and he just was ordained as a pastor of our church. So we have two elders now on site and two off site elders at Grace Church, and Kurt has just been a complete and total blessing. Um, we just ordained him just a, a few weeks ago, and uh, we're thrilled to have he and his wife and his two children and a coming child as well. But um, so we've just been really encouraged with that, and we're just really trying to become uh, self-governing, self-sufficient, and self-sustaining as a church. It's taking time to do that, but that's our goal. Um, some of the things I would like to ask you to pray for us about, just to let you know some of the challenges that we face, that you face as well. Um, we, we came to Spearfish in 2011, and when we showed up to Spearfish, there were literally three church plants that had just folded. And then two church plants starting up, and then ours as well. It is a community where church plants have come and gone, come and gone. Um, lots of church plants. And that brings a, a price to ministry there. Um, also, it is a community where there's been many church splits um, from churches that started out solid and split and divided. And so that said, the community is a bit jaded towards church. Um, they don't have a positive outlook on church. Um, there is a reputation in, in the community for uh, church splits and church plants folding. Um, most of the church plants that have come and gone, they're the church plants that are they're just they're far and wide but not that deep. 
Um, it's really a marketing of the church and marketing, you know, God can make your life better and, and, and he does, but obviously the gospel message is suffering as well. Um, so just pray for us about that. We've had visitors, but, you know, it, we just want to get those visitors and have them stay through the biblical preaching of God's word. And as my wife has so graciously said to me, the people need to get people who've not been exposed to expository preaching need to get a pallet for that type of preaching and for that type of teaching and we just our prayer is if you would pray for us and pray for our community that the people would get a pallet for expository preaching and a hunger for God's word um, number 2 you can pray for our church we are beginning an outreach ministry um that we're actually looking forward to. It's called Christianity Explored, where the the reason I like this ministry is because it involves the whole church in the outreach in the community. You could pray for us as we reach out into the community that God would prepare hearts of people to come to that, that opportunity to hear the gospel through the gospel of Mark. We're looking forward to that. Pray for God to soften the hearts of the community and the people and to give our people, the church, and intention that they're intentional with the gospel, and intentional in inviting people and being uh, forthright with the gospel in our community. You can pray for for our leadership. We are um, on the brink of appointing deacons to our church. We've got three men that we are considering and uh, would like to appoint some deacons here, and we're looking at moving more self-governing in in appointing those men as well so you can pray for Kurt and I and the and the offsite elders that will have wisdom in that decision also you can pray for me and my wife personally pray for me for humility godliness and uh, grace and wisdom as I shepherd the church and shepherd my family um, pray for as we've heard just for a sustaining grace um, for my children and for my wife as we are doing the ministry. Um, you can pray for one of the recent challenges that I have in my life. It's been a blessing and I'm really growing in this. So you can pray for me for just diligence of time. Um, we, um, My mother has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and I'm her guardian and her conservator that has just recently come about, and we're in the process of working some of that out with her. And then also just pray for for my job. I work bivocationally. I am a pastor um, in the evening, and I work by day as a math teacher. And just pray for God's grace and, and diligence of time there as well. I don't know how much more time we have, but um, I can easily go over uh, time. But... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, obviously, he's a preacher, right? <laughs> Thank you, guys. What a what a great blessing to have uh, people like this. That uh, for some reason, God has just brought you to our hearts to uh, to hear where you're at, to serve you in any way that we can, and to have you up here just to get to know you. Isn't this great to, to meet these guys during our break, guys? Take a moment to get to know them. Just say hi, encourage them, whatever you can do. Um, all of them that are here, and again, you have Fernando and Rodriguez, Fernando Suarez, uh, Daniel Novello, and then Gamelio Novello. And thank you guys for being here. And then. Uh, Greg and Carrie, it's, it's great to have you here. Let me pray for them, and we're going to take a little break, get ready for our church service. God, what a great joy to have you as our Savior, you as our God, you as our King, where, 
we can stand against so much because of it. We can have the strength through you to serve you in ways that we did not expect. And, and here, just hear of Greg and Carrie and, and what you're doing in Spearfish in a little outpost in a small little town, yet uh, you have been faithful and given them joy in it. May that continue as uh, they've provided some prayer requests. May our church be uh, faithful in, su- in supporting them in prayer uh, each Sunday evening as they're having their church service. Each uh, day of the week as Greg is, is struggling through his own work day and then caring for the people, the, the counseling and, and the leadership and all the other things that he's doing. God, you bring harvesters to them. We pray that uh, those who love your word will be drawn to hear it and uh, you would quicken the spirits of those who don't know you yet, that they would hear your word and, and come to saving faith and you'd use this little outpost in a way that would bring, bring honor and glory to you. Uh, May this morning uh, be a a joy in your ears, and uh, may we worship you because of all that you've done for us. Certainly nothing we have done. We thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you, guys.